Come in the room. Come in the room. I know I'm a little late. Please forgive me. Um, I had a previous engagement and it went over. But I'm here, right? It's Friday. I know our timing is just different today. We normally do a little earlier in the evening. But um, my day just is quite busy. I have a very um, eventful weekend. So just really doing a lot of ripping and running and things, taking care of things to prepare for um, a couple of celebrations and things we have going on. So I'm excited, y'all, because today is going to get real. Um, but as always, I want to give people time to come into the room to get the notification and, you know, just want to set the atmosphere. Um, this has become one of my favorite songs in the last few days. I've just been listening to this over and over. It's like three songs in one. It's by um, Anthony Evans and it's called Brave and Forever. And then he also has a rendition of Oceans on there. Um, but I just love that part where he says, you make me brave. Because how many of you know that God makes us brave? That it is the boldness of the line of Judah that rises up in us. It's that righteous indignation that give us that boldness to do what it is that we are called to do. To stand against injustice, to stand up against unrighteousness, to you know, to come against and against wickedness, Lord God, to, or even just to take a stand, to take a stand in a time, you know, where people are saying, do this, do that, you know, this is the right way, this is the right way, but when you know the truth and you stand on it, even if it costs you relationships, friendships, jobs, opportunities, whatever it is, but to have that boldness, not to bow, that that is God, he makes us brave, so I am just so excited because I'm going to be honest, it's him making me brave right now. To get up here and talk about today's um, episode and, and really just give my testimony, um, just kind of what I went through in 2022. And, and I really pray that it's, it's just going to bless someone and, and because we are all human and we all have a process, right? And we're all on a journey. And sometimes that journey brings things you didn't anticipate, like you did never think that you would be in a certain situation. And I think it's necessary that we talk about the realities of this journey we talk a lot about the celebratory moments right like when everything is going well or the blessing comes the breakthrough comes you know when you the air the answer prayer is here you know when you're living in the promised land right when you're in the abundance and you're in prosperity and you're in relational bliss and you know you are you know really climbing you know the corporate ladder or whatever your goals or dreams or desires are we tend to talk about those things and we should, right? We should rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Um, but we also should be sober and balanced because we'll, if we only talk about those things, then we tend to give people a false reality. And, and when people, especially new babes in Christ, when they begin this journey and they realize that life still won't happen, right? You might experience something that's unfair, right? You you may get persecuted. You might go through something. You might make some choices and they come with real consequences. And so when we can give a sober, um, a, a sober reflection, you know, of what this life is, you know, it's, it's a great life because we are in Christ Jesus. We are not alone. We have the Lord with us. He is with us at all times, right? He'll never leave nor forsake us. We know Jesus Christ. He is our Lord and Savior. He is our high priest sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's making intercession on behalf of the church. He loves the church. It's his church. He is the Godhead to all things to the church, right? He is the head. It is his church. It, we don't have a church. Humans don't have a church. Like when people say my church, no, it's Jesus' church. 
you are a, you are a steward. It's like that's like you you getting hired by a company that already has a founder. It already has a founder. It already has a president. It always has a leader, someone who is over it, right? But then you come in as an employee and you like, well, I, this is my company. These are my employees. No. It's the one it's, it's the one to whom it belongs. It's Shiloh, right? The one to whom it rightfully belongs. And so the church is Jesus' church. We are Jesus' sheep. He's the, he's the great shepherd. He's the good shepherd. We are his sheep. And so we... We have a great, we have a good shepherd. We have a heavenly father, right? We have a, a savior who died on the cross for our sins. And that is what makes this life amazing. And just, just why it is just so worth living, right? Because no matter what you're going through, even when you are in those moments, God is with you, right? You got a fourth man in that fire. Now you might be in that furnace, but you got a fourth man. So when you come out that fire, you're not smelling like smoke, right? So that's the beauty, amen. And so it's just so much I can say about that. However, we're gonna go ahead and get started. I've been on here for about five minutes or so. So welcome, welcome, welcome to all my little listeners. Hey girl, hey. And I know sometimes my bros be on here, so I ain't even gonna forget y'all. What's up, bro? You know, cause I ain't even gonna do y'all like that. Because you know, at, at the end of the day, if the word is applicable to you, if you can get some value out of this so the Lord can speak to you, please you're welcome amen right and so i don't want to leave my brothers out also my new listeners thank you so much i, I see that i've been getting a lot of um streams and downloads some new people listening to the podcast and i just want to welcome you to our community where we're here redefining our worth we're really here walking out this life as women as women of god right and as women who are powerful we are powerful dynamic we're bold right um we are leaders um you know we're trailblazers we're pioneers Pioneers, right? We're mothers, we're daughters, we're sisters, we're wives, you know, we're all of these things. But how do we do that as and, and glorify God? How do we how do we overcome the things in our past that may have broke us or that may have, you know, done some damage to our to our worth and our value? How do we overcome, you know, trauma and sexual abuse? Or how do we overcome rejection and abandonment? How do we or what does it look like just to walk as as, as in godliness? The Bible tells us we've been given everything for life and godliness. What does that look like? What is godliness? What does being a woman of God look like? What does being a woman of God who is a boss, right? Who you, you know, you handling your business, you're successful. You have, you have, you know, the Lord has allowed you to, to make a way for yourself. And you, you know, you, you're established and you really don't need nobody, but you don't need a man, but still to have that posture that, you know, I still can submit or I can still let my man be the man of the house. I can still let him be, you know, um, help him, you know, and respect him enough for him to be in his position as the head of the household you know even if i'm making more money or even if i'm more educated right or even if i'm in a leadership position and he's not right so how do we continue to honor god in every area no matter what where we are in our life as women and women of god and that is what this community is all about so i just want to welcome all my sisters, especially my new listeners who may not really know what this podcast is, or maybe the title might have you like, hmm, you know, because it is titled Purity After Promiscuity. That is the title that the Lord gave me because one of the things that I really do have a passion and a heart for are my sisters who have had a lifestyle of promiscuity. It don't matter how you got there. We all have a journey. None of us woke up today or yesterday or as a little girl and said, oh my gosh, I just want to be promiscuous when I grow up. Life happens. 
happens, trauma happens, negative things happens to us, and it, it it just alters our reality. And so, and then we begin to look for love in all the wrong places, or look for attention, or need validation, or just want to be loved. And there's so many reasons why a woman or just a person, a man or a woman, will tend to want to go from relationship to relationship or person to person, trying to connect because we're human beings and we're relational and we're made to have that interpersonal connection with another, right? A man and a woman, like that's God created them, male and female, he created them, right? And it said, and this for this reason, a man leaves his father and mother's house and is joined to his wife and they become one flesh, right? No longer are they two, but one. And so that is the design of humanity. God created us to want to have that connection and to want to have that intimacy with another. And sometimes we just get our wires crossed, right? When we just grow up with different circumstances. And, and you know what? It's not all lost, sister. And so if that's your story, don't be embarrassed. Don't be no ashamed. Don't, don't feel, you know, guilt riddled with guilt because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Jesus. And God knows. He knows how you got there. He knows why you got there. But his love is so sufficient for you, my sister, that he wants to bring you out of that. He wants to make you whole. He wants to renew you and restore your soul. He wants to restore your innocence and your purity, right? He wants to just make you into this beautiful, you know, canvas. It's like a, a when a painter get a blank canvas, right? God wants to begin to build you up, right? He wants to give you beauty for ashes. And so that is one, one aspect of the podcast. But then also, you know, we just sometimes we just chop it up it's just very lit on the podcast we keep it hot honest open and transparent sometimes i just come over on here and get my testimony i may give some tools and tips you know i may have a guest um a guest host or a guest um on the podcast so you just you never know you know i always want to make sure that i yield to the spirit to the holy spirit amen so that i'm doing what is going to glorify him amen so that is what the podcast is all about so i just want to welcome you in case you just needed to get a little more understanding of really why why i'm here you know what it is we do and what this community is all about and so of course i will give contact information at the end of the podcast and also also always in the description so you're able to connect with me um if you need some more you know if you want some more information if you want to know a little bit more about what i do um on a business aspect or you know my coaching um or one of my courses or any or my speaking or anything like that or if you just need a prayer partner if you just have a prayer request you know um if you just you know need someone to kind of help help you walk through this journey um in your christian walk you know obviously i'm here for you i'm your girl um that's what i love to do the most so feel free don't hesitate to contact me amen so now that we got that out the way welcome 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 to the prt after promiscuity podcast i'm your host Janelle renee welcome i'm so excited for today it's episode boards and broken pieces and today i just really was thinking like, Lord, I'm about to get on here and keep it 100 because, I mean, that's what I do, right? But there are certain parts of my life, if I'm honest, that I really like to keep private. And today's testimony is one of those areas that I really wanted to keep private, if I'm honest. But as the Lord has really been dealing with me in this area and really just taking me through this journey in this area, and I've been really able to go back and examine some things and, you know, he's been highlighting some areas of my heart that still needed to be healed, some places in my soul that still needed to be restored, you know, some mindsets that still needed to be renewed because we're all a work in progress, right? No one ever arrives. We're not arriving until we get to heaven. And so it's always as a believer, you know, and just as 
a human being, like you really should always be growing. You should not be the same person you was three months ago. If you are stagnant, if you still at the same level, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, financially, whatever it is, right? Like, then you really need to go back and do some self-examination because we're it's a progressive thing, right? Our life is progressive. Our journey with Christ is progressive. And so in that, right, when you embark on new seasons, what new seasons bring, they just bring, you know, new opportunities. It could bring, you know, um, new levels of, you know, faith. It could bring, you know, new challenges. It could bring, you know, just uncharted waters and, um, you know, unfamiliar, you know, opportunities or experiences that you're facing that you never faced before. And that's kind of what I went through in 2022. And it, it started in 2021, but what really got me to where I am today from a financial standpoint and even from a um, emotional and, and spiritual standpoint just really kind of culminated in 2022. And so I, I titled today's episode Boards and Broken Pieces because like that's where I feel like I'm at right now. And, and, I, and I don't want to say it like it's in a negative um, context because sometimes that's what all we got. And God is like, okay, that don't matter. If that's all you got, I can work with that, right? And so it's even if you in this moment feel like you're on boards and broken pieces because you feel like life has just fallen apart, life as you knew it, the life you were creating or the life you envisioned is falling apart. Maybe your relationship is falling apart. Maybe your career path is falling apart. Maybe, you know, your relationships are falling apart in, in your family or with your children or you know friendships or you know whatever maybe you feel like emotionally you're falling apart you know whatever maybe there's some parts of your your journey or your season that you're currently in and you feel like you know you just own boards and broken pieces like if you can imagine being shipwrecked and then next thing you know that huge ship it turns into a bunch of debris and it turns into boards and broken places but how many of us know that if you can stay afloat on a board or a broken piece come on somebody and so it's not all lost yes it looks like it's all lost yes it looks like it's it's the end yes it looks like but it's not because you can still get to where you need to go on a life raft. Oh my God. I feel the Holy Spirit. And that's so crazy because I didn't expect like him to just come in like this and just start wrecking the place all just so soon. But here we are. You can get to where you're going on a life raft. You can get to where you're going on a board and you can get to where you're going on a broken piece. God don't need you to have a whole boat. And sometimes the reason why God allow us to feel like we've been shipwrecked, like we hit like this, you know, this object, this huge object, this huge, you know, this huge mountain, this this huge obstacle in, in our path, right? And the reason why the Lord sometimes allow our ship to hit this, this huge opposition or this huge obstacle is because he's like, I need you to know that that boat that you built, you don't need that to get where I'm taking you. So I'm going to let that boat, I'm going to let you get shipwrecked and I'm going to let that thing fall to pieces because I need you to know that I'm God and you don't have to have this boat. But if you just got a piece of that boat that I can still get you where you're going. Woo! That's ministering to me. Okay. And so to carry on with the story, you know, I had an amazing 2022. 
in a sense. Like if I really had to look at it and um, just really say overall, I had a great 2022. I had a great life. Um, I was living my best life. <laughs> at least I thought I'd say that. Um, I was enjoying life, enjoying my children, my family, my friends. You know, I was doing a, a things that I wanted to do, going on retreats, going, you know, traveling. You know, I had a great birthday. You know, I did some things I had never done in 2022. I had some photo shoots. I was featured in magazines, in, you know, in a, in a calendar. I started a business, you know, I, I found a, a, a home church, which turned to become like my family. And I just have some amazing relationships with some amazing people. Um, I sit under amazing leadership and a, an amazing teaching. Um, you know, I, I live in a nice house in a nice neighborhood. You know, the things that I was praying for specifically um, almost to the T, um, just a little bit of variations, but almost everything that I asked God for in the community that I want to live in, the type of people that I wanted in the community, the type of house I wanted to live in, all of those things. Like I've, I've lived that, right? I've been living that in 2022. So 2022 was good overall, but I still had some things that took place in 2022 that caused me to be on boards and broken pieces today. And so what do I mean? See, you know, a lot of people always say, we always want to start asking God for something, right? Because we have a desire in our heart. Maybe he gave us a promise, a word. And so you you desire that thing, right? And so we begin to pray into that. We want it. We begin to think about it, dream about it. We begin to desire it and long for it. And so then you're like, Lord, uh, bless me, bless me. I need the promise. I need the promise. You know, that's like, you know, you believe in for marriage. You're like, Lord, send my husband. Where he at? Where he at? You believe in for a financial breakthrough. You're like, Lord, bless me, bless me indeed. Bless me, pour out you know, a blessing. I don't have room to receive. You know, I, I, I need, you know, I want to prosper. Being good health is my soul prosper. You know, I need the, I need the job. You know, I, I, I want the job that's paying me, you know, X amount of dollars, six figures. You know, I want this, the responsibility, you know, I want to be in leadership. I want to lead. I want to be a ministry. I want to, whatever it is, right. And we begin to pray into those things and those things are not wrong, especially when God put them in us. But I do think not all the time, but sometimes some of us may be thinking we ready for something and we not. And so I got here, I'm here in 2023, February 24th on boards and broken pieces because the very thing that I had was praying for, God gave it to me and I wasn't ready. And because I wasn't ready, I mishandled it. I mishandled it big time. And so, you know, before 2022 happened, before 20, you know, the latter half of 2021 happened. I've said it before on previous podcasts, me and my children were in extreme poverty, right? We had nothing to almost nothing. I don't want to ever make my situation seem, you know, like it was worse than, than it was. We had a roof. We just had an empty house, right? Nothing was in it. We were sleeping on the floor, eating on the floor, all that kind of stuff. We didn't have a car. I didn't have any income, you know. We had food because, you know, I had food stamps. You know, we had utilities because I was on like some kind of, you know, public assistance 
utility program. You know, we had a roof because obviously, you know, I was on public assistance and that's just how that works. And so it was a blessing because had I not had those things, we probably would have been at the uh, more extreme or worse end of that situation, right? So God was still good to us. God was still gracious. He still provided. We still, it, it felt like we had absolutely nothing to be honest because we came from having all of those things. We came from having, you know, we always had a car. We always had furniture. We always had nice things in our home. We always had, you know, whatever, you know, nice clothes and shoes, you know, name brand and blah, 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 right? We always had those things. So when we didn't have those things, it really did feel like we had absolutely nothing, but the devil was a liar. We still was had everything we needed, right? So I, I remember because, see, we tend to ask for God, the thing we're physically lacking the most. And even sometimes, you know, uh, relationally or spiritually or whatever. And so I was always seeking God all the time. Like, Lord, please change my situation. Please bless me. Bless me financially. Lord, we can't live. I can't take care of my children. And that was the truth. You know, like we struggling, like we can't, like this can't be life. This is not your word. You know, and I used to even, because I, in that season, which is so interesting to me. And I, and I constantly have to remind myself, what I what really did happen in that season, I got so rich in God. Like I got so rich spiritually because I would read my word for hours. I would spend time with God for hours, literally. Like I would study my word, dissect it, look up the Hebrew, the Greek, you know, like take just crazy notes, like really just be eating that word. And I really, it probably was because that was really all I had. And that was my lifeline. And it's funny how, um, you know, crises will do that to you. You know, when you don't really have much, you know, it's like, you know, you have God. And so I really delved myself and immersed myself into, into my relationship with God. And, and I was just really, really, really reading my word and spending time with him and in his presence. And so like, I was very rich in God and, you know, that's where I really started to grow in a lot of my gifts, you know, with the discerning the spirits and, um, you know, the prophetic and, um, you know, so on and so forth. And that was because I was just cultivating that by constantly being, that's why the Bible says you, you meditate on the word day and night, right? Don't, let not this word depart from you, you know? And so you, you gotta, you, you gotta study to show yourself approved. It's, it's, you gotta apply yourself, right? And what you put in, like anything else, what you put into it, that's what you get out. So a lot of times, People think I'm so super spiritual or I've heard people say even here recently, like, you know, more the Bible than me. And I just be like, no, don't say that because it's probably not that it's probably just because in a certain season of my life, I spent so much time with God that I can so many things can just come back up because that's within me. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's because I had seasons where I was just filling myself with the word because that's what's pressure going to do. When you begin to be squeezed, when your back is up against the wall, what is in you is coming out. So if if you say you got faith, that's why James said, you say you got faith. Well, I'm going to say, well, show me your works because faith without works is dead because I'm going to show you my faith by my works. And so it's like you say you got faith, but when you get into that press, if you speak in doubt, if you're speaking unbelief, right? If you're speaking, you know, any disappointment and hopelessness, if that is what's coming out of you, then you need to go back and get more word in you because faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so even me, like I'm not coming down on nobody because this is really for me today, amen. 
But I said all that to say I was praying, praying, praying for a financial breakthrough. You hear, listen, your girl needed a financial breakthrough. Um, we were living in a time of this. I, I had never lived in like that type of, you know, situation financially. To be honest, now we've all, we had always at that time, up until that point, we had always been in some level of poverty not realizing it necessarily because if you qualify for food stamps if you qualify for public housing if you qualify for medicaid if you qualify you know for um you know any of these government assistance programs you have to live at or or beneath the poverty level you know so looking back it was like we didn't really think or notice or know that we were in poverty because it was still so many seasons where we still had like i said nice things and so you know look that I, and i'm gonna tie it all in because I, it's so important with with today with with the thesis you know with the point of today's um episode is because i really know that it's so many people who struggling with a poverty mindset and so that's what we're gonna talk about today because that thing is real phone was ringing i apologize if it disrupted the um the the episode um but we hear these terms thrown around like poverty mindset and i don't think we a don't really think it's real or don't really understand what it is and so because i have been raised truly in poverty like my mom is on public assistance and always has been ever since i can remember like and i'm 40. And I don't remember a time my mom wasn't on, like living in housing or getting some type of government assistance, whether it was welfare or food stamps or, you know, Medicaid, whatever, you know, uh, these energy assistance programs and so on and so forth. That's what I was raised in, you know, even even though we lived in the house the majority of my life, you know, it, it still wasn't like she she's never owned a home. And so I, that's what I grew up in. And that was my environment. And of course, the moment I began to have a child at 19 and then, you know, I, I knew I wanted to start moving out at some point. The first thing she told me to do and, and no shade to my mom, because she did what she gave me the best advice based on what she knew or what she could give me. So I don't blame her. But the first thing she told me is to go get on welfare to go get on what on public assistance because for her her experience was not a husband meeting those needs and providing or not a man meeting those needs and providing her reality and her experience was the government meets that need and provides and even though she was with my dad and had been with my dad for a very long time she still stayed on those programs and so that was what she did and 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 so i followed suit because that's what i was taught you know i'm i'm still young i'm, I'm a young kid really having a baby and you know pregnant at 18 having a baby at 19 and this is my mother so of course i'm like she's telling me give me the best advice you know telling me what's best for me and so that kind of is what initiated um you know the, the the poverty mindset a poverty you know can be generational and so a lot of times we don't really we're not balanced you know we're either too spiritual or we're too carnal where it's like everything ain't a demon and everything ain't just a behavior either you know what i'm saying and so we gotta have discerning spirits to understand and seek God for revelation and, and knowledge to know what it is we're dealing with. And so poverty can be generational. That's why you can see, you know, like 
yeah, my grandmother owned homes when she was young, but she never owned them the duration of her life. Like I, she not, she doesn't live in her own home now and has it for 30 years or so. You know what I mean? Like my uncle never really owned a home or anything like that is renting. My aunt is the only one who owns a home, you know, out of my mother's siblings, um, her from her mother. And so like, even with that, you know, it was like, okay, but it wasn't enough to, to say for, to myself, like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have a career, you know, you're supposed to, you know, get financially stable. You're supposed to buy a house. Like it never clicked. It was never taught to me. I had never really seen it because my aunt, she just had a house. I didn't know if she, as a child, you don't know if somebody renting or, or if they own it, that's of no consequence to you. And so we lived in a house too. So it was like, okay, but we lived in the projects as well. You know, we, so I, I've had more, I had more experience with, with different dimensions and dynamics of poverty than I did anything else. Even with people, friends that I, as I grew up and got grown, it, most of my friends, we all was um, getting food stamps. You know, we all was, you know, um, on public housing or Section 8. We all, you know, you have Medicaid. We all, you know, all of us, none, nobody in, in the friend group and in the people I knew in my community had was doing anything different. So it was just, again, it was what I saw. It was what was presented. It was what I lived. It was what I knew. And so moving forward, the thing about a poverty being generational like or a generational curse and a, a poverty mindset is those are things that don't just go away. And so what I mean by that is like if if anyone understands, you know, um, the supernatural and or even um, you understand the way um, spirits work. Right. If a person is oppressed or even possessed by an evil spirit, that spirit don't just go away. Like you have to cast it out. And so with a generational curse of poverty, it has to be broken. Right. So there are things that have to be identified in the bloodline. You know, there are covenants that need to be broken. You know, there are doors that need to be closed, right? There is repentance, confession and repentance that needs to take place, right? There, there are some things that have to be done physically and spiritually, you know? And so then with a poverty mindset, it's the same thing. There are things, a root has to be identified, has to be uprooted, has to be cut down, right? You have to, you know, begin to replace you know, so that means you have to unlearn some things and you have to relearn, right? You trans don't be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? You you put something in it. You put something new in it. You renew it with something new. And so if you never understood financial wealth or financial literacy, or you never had financial education, you didn't know about, you know, budgeting, you didn't know about, you know, um, building wealth, you didn't know about all of these things. Those are the things you should be filling yourself with or renewing your mind with, right? Once you realize this way is wrong or this pattern of thinking is wrong, this mindset is wrong. And see, the thing about if those things don't happen first and then you get the blessing like myself, you get a huge amount of money. The odds are, if you ne if it never clicked for you, that you need to go and you need to deal with these things. You need to go and deal with this generational pattern and cycle or curse. You need to go and deal with this mindset, this poverty mindset. It's just going to be like, you don't even realize 
that you are literally eating away your blessing. You're squandering it, eating it. You know, you are just being irresponsible and reckless. And that was your girl. Okay. <sighs> I am here to say that I blew through a lot of money, six figures in one year. And there was nothing in my lifestyle, like, because I literally had to today, because it's just been on my heart. And I know that's the Lord really um, wanting me to see, because he needs me to identify. He needs me to figure out, because I, I knew in my mind that I blew through a lot of money, obviously, because my bank account says so, because my bank account is like, uh, sis. Um, we need some, we need some friends. We need you to get some, you know, some money up in here. How you going to live? How you going to pay your bills? What you going to do? You know, I, there are certain needs that bills I haven't been able to pay. You know, I don't know, you know, other than believing that God is just not going to let me fail. He's not going to let me fall. You know, just believing that God is going to take care of me and my family. But to be honest, the flesh part of me is like that fear is like, how are we going to live? How are we going to eat? How am I going to pay the bills? That's where that's where I'm at. Just a year ago today, I had a lot of money. Uh, a lot. And a year later, and so it's common sense. One plus one equals two. The math was mapping. However, how I got there was not necessarily what I really was able that I sat down and looked at right so it was just like the idea was or the reality or the you know what was just like I said common sense like the obvious was girl obviously you spent a whole lot of money because you ain't had no fraud nobody hacked your bank account nobody stole your money so then the only culprit is you girl you spent it right so obviously but what I just didn't ever do, I never took the time to sit down and look through my finances. See, here's the thing. I avoided my finances. And it's so funny because I got exactly what I was praying for, right? The Lord, he redeemed, he restored, he blessed me. He did the exceeding and abundantly for me. We had been living in extreme poverty for a long time. Like it wasn't just like a couple months, a couple weeks. We had been living like that for a few years and it just had started getting worse and worse. We were already in poverty. We were already struggling and, and, and you know, it was barely holding on. And then it's like the bottom fell out and we live. We had to live like that over time. And you would think that was enough to to really help my mind to make a resolve to say i would never want to be here again and to be honest i said that many 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 times i said i never want to be in this place again i cried my eyes out i couldn't believe when my kids my sons would ask me you know or need things need small things underwears t-shirts you know just in little things i couldn't do it i can't i didn't have it i had no income coming in the little bit of child support i was getting end up drying up that was like all we had and so when we were in that place and and i was we was sleeping on the floor and my son telling me the carpet is hurting him and you know his body 
body is hurting from sleeping on the because I would try to make a pallet with covers, but covers can only do so much. And so he, he his, you know, hip bone would be hurting because, you know, being up against the hard floor, you know, or just having to see us we sitting on the floor, Indian style eating, eating on the floor, you know, just going through that, like just walking, just being in an empty house. So embarrassed. Don't want nobody to come over. Don't want nobody to see. Got people coming over asking me what's going on? What's wrong? You know, am I okay? Like think, you know, really thinking I have fell off the deep end or, you know, that something, you know, maybe they thought I was addicted. I had my ex-boyfriend at one point, he ended up asking me, you know, is you on drugs? Like really? Like I had to live like this, you know, being mocked, ridiculed. You know, I was so embarrassed. I was so ashamed. It was horrible. And I would say in that moment, and I hope this, I hope this, like somebody is getting something out of this. Cause I would say in the moment, like, God, I never, ever, ever want to be here again. I never want to go through this again with me and my sons. I never want to be here. I never want to be in lack. I never want to be in poverty. I hate poverty. And I do. And I still do hate poverty because poverty is a demon. It brings so much stress, anxiety, depression. You know, that's why so many people, you know, just are, you know, just living a life that is beneath, you know, what God has for them. It's because, you know, this this thing, poverty, the way the system is set up, you know, the systemic racism and all of the things that we deal with that try to keep certain communities and certain people in poverty, right? So, like, I hate poverty, but in the midst of that, when I said those things, I meant it, but what I never did Hear me and hear me well. What I never did was renewed my mind or went to deal with the generational curse or pattern of poverty in my in my life or my bloodline. Like I never did that. I had an awareness that I didn't want to be in poverty. I knew that obviously there was some different choices I would need to make a different lifestyle we need to live, you know, uh, like the obvious, right? I knew that, but really the to connect the dots to get there, I was totally lacking. So here I am, I'm still got a poverty mindset. I still am in a place where I'm dealing with some generational stuff. Like I said, my mother, you know, my grandmother, you know, like, again, I ain't saying everybody in my family is on public assistance and, you know, been on public assistance. But if you're not thriving, if you're struggling, if you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, if you ain't got enough money where you can even save, you know, if you not even, you know, barely able to, you know, make ends meet and you're stressed out. Come on now. That's that's not abundance. I don't care what nobody say. You can own a home, but if you house poor, you might as well not own a home. I'd rather rent than be house poor. You know what I'm saying? Barely can make pay my mortgage or can't even afford to buy furniture. Like, nah, I ain't doing that. So again, it's it's all about perspective, right? And so for me, like, I just did not do what was necessary. And I think two things come to my mind. First, I was prideful. I was prideful because I assumed that I could just figure it out. Because one of the first things I should have did is I should have went and I should have started investing. Like, and, and here's the thing. I was even more prideful because I had some knowledge of the finance, of, of the financial industry because I used to work in it. Like I was a financial rep before, um, actually when I got in my car accident, that's what I was um, doing as a career. 
And so I had got some education. I had got some literacy and it literally opened me up and it made me be more passionate about um, finances and really learning about it and really understanding it and, 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 and just really getting into the industry to, to learn really what, what a lot of people in other communities or other people know that, that I didn't know, you know, it was like a whole new world for me. And I was like, wow, like, and so, but then I got in an accident. So I never was able to complete it. So I didn't complete the training. I didn't complete the, the education and get the tools that I needed. So I literally just only had a begin, like barely a beginners because I got an accident three weeks after I was working there. Only a beginners like worth of knowledge, but yet I thought that was enough. So I took for granted the fact that I still needed to invest in my own future and in the future of my children and my family by getting that the rest of that knowledge so I can manage the blessing because God will give you the blessing. It is your responsibility to manage it. God's not going to do everything for us. And what I failed to realize was that it wasn't just going to happen because I had money. Just because I had a lot of money did not automatically mean that I was going to have the mindset to manage it. Just because I had a lot of money did not mean that some way, somehow the generational curse of poverty in my bloodline just all of a sudden disappeared. That did not mean that I could not pay it away. I couldn't buy it away. I had to actually do the work and I didn't do that. So here I am today as I can't even say I'm upset or ashamed. Like I felt... I was horrified to be honest. Like today was that day where the Lord really led me to stop avoiding my finances. And see, that is something that we do, especially when we just don't lack the knowledge. I mean, excuse me, when we lack the knowledge or when we don't have knowledge at all, we tend to avoid something that's unfamiliar, right? And because having control of my finances, because looking at my finances regularly, because make having a budget and all of these different things were so foreign and they were something that I had never did before or something that I just didn't feel like I knew how to do. Like, I'm going to just be honest. I avoided it. So I didn't even, I wouldn't even look at my finances. I didn't really look at it when I had a bunch of money in the bank. And I even was avoiding it when I ain't got a lot of money in the bank because I just don't know what to do with them, right? And so the Lord really led me today to sit down and really go through my entire finances for 2022 up until now to figure out how I got here. Because if you don't know how you got to the place that you're in, that you don't want to be in, if you don't want to come back there, you need to go back and trace where how did you get here? And in order for God to take me forward, I got to make sure I don't go backwards. So I can't repeat the same mistake because that ain't going to be on God. That's on me because the first time he could give me grace because I really didn't know. But now having this experience is I, I know better. So when you know better, you should do better. That's why in the word, I think it's in Luke, it tell us, you know, when right before that scripture to who much is given, much is required. It is like when you are giving, when you know not your and you don't do, then your punishment is not as severe. Now it doesn't say you won't get no punishment. It says it's not as severe because you didn't know. But when you know what to do, let's let's come on now. This is Bible. But when you know what to do and you don't do it, your, your punishment is more severe because 
to whom much is given, much is required, right? God gave me much. It was my responsibility to go do what was required. I needed to get the education. And if I felt like I just wasn't equipped, I was supposed to go pay somebody to do it. I was supposed to go pay somebody to teach me because I was in a position to do so. I was supposed to hire somebody to, to manage my, to help me manage my finances. I was supposed to pay to go take some courses. I was supposed to go with it, do whatever it took. And then I was supposed to go, you know, back spiritually, fast, pray, go to deliverance, you know, put the word on it, whatever I needed to do spiritually. But I was supposed to go do what was required in the natural and I did not. And I took for granted the fact that because I had a lot of money automatically meant that I was going to be able to, to manage it, to steward it, to multiply it. And none of those things happen, not because I'm incapable, simply because I lacked the knowledge, which made me lack application. So here I am on boards and broken pieces. So here I am for the majority of 2023, been just trying to keep it together, just trying to hold myself together, literally, because I don't, I'm talking about my bank account is less, like I have a few hundred dollars. We can put things in perspective. My rent is over a thousand dollars. I have nowhere near in my bank account the amount to pay my rent for, for March, let alone the rest of my bills. I have a car note that's over $600. You know, I car insurance, you know, all kinds of things. I have a lot of responsibilities. We're no longer, praise the Lord, thank God, hallelujah. We're no longer on public assistance. We no longer get government assistance. So you know what that means? Sis take cash every single month. And my sons are home all day because they homeschool. So they don't go to, they haven't been, amen. They haven't been going to school for six, eight hours, six, seven hours a day. They're home all day. They eat and they growing boys. My sons, they big boys. You know, they tall, they growing, they like to eat. So I'm constantly having to go to the grocery store. You know, I don't eat meat. I like to eat a little more healthier. That's already a little more, you know, costly. The cost of living has gone up, you know. So it's like, but all of this, all of this stuff is is really the responsibilities that I carry as as me being the the parent, as me being the the one, the only one here, you know, I don't have that significant other yet, and so like it's real over here, you know. And on top of me dealing with some fight, some crisis in my personal life, and with my children, and with with my sister, and Nate was going through stuff, and just it was just like think everything, and then my my landlord coming and telling me that she want to sell the house. In the midst of me already going through what I'm going through, our oven went out. We ain't had no oven. We end up having, she had to order a new oven. We had to wait for it to come in. The day it come in, did she hit me with, she want to sell the house? Now I'm already in my mind thinking like, how in the world am I about to be paying this rent? You know, so it was, it's like, I've been dealing with so many things and then I have been being tormented at night and, you know, things happening and it's just been so much going on. And when I say I'm on boards and broken pieces, y'all, I'm on boards and broken pieces. It's not a game. I'm not up here saying these things because it sounds good because I need to get more listeners or I'm trying to get an emotional response or anything like that. This is my real life. And God wants me to say these things because he understands like, it's not just me. Your, your story may not be exactly 
like mine, but everybody, we all, some, some of us, a lot of us hit these types of, hit these type of, you know, ebbs and flows in our journey, right? And, and God wants us to learn. He wants us to learn and grow from it. And he'll keep, he'll keep you there as long as he has to. Come on, hear me and heal me well. He will keep you there as long as he has to until you are ready. Until you are ready. And a lot of times, like I said, we think we're ready for something because, you know, we in a certain type of situation. You know, you could be in an abusive relationship and you think to yourself, oh, I will never get in another relationship like this. I'll never go back to him or I'll never this and that. Because in the moment of it, in the emotions of it, in the midst of it, you feel the pain, you feel the angst, you feel the agony, you're going through it. And yes, you mean those things. But if you do not do What's required? If you do not go get yourself some counseling, get some healing, do go, go figure out how what's the root cause in you that even led you there? How why how'd you get in that relationship? Why did you stay so long? What issues are really there? What happened to your childhood? Like if you don't go deal with that, if you don't go, you know, making different, you know, choices, if you don't go investing in yourself, if you don't go getting healed and renewing your mind, nine times out of ten, you can get taken out that situation. And you may even get some a man who 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 is exactly what you want and exactly what you need. But if you are not ready to manage being in that type of relationship and handle being in that type of relationship, then you will self-sabotage. And next thing you know, you will find yourself back in that other old relationship or with someone just like him. Because it's it don't just happen. We have a part to play in this thing. And it's not that God is withholding anything from you, even me, because now I feel like, Lord, where you at? Because I have been, listen, I've been bartering with God. I've been trying to bargain with him. I've been trying to plead with him like, okay, Lord, I get it. I get it, you know, and because and I, I was getting it to an extent, because like I said, it was obvious I had blew through a lot of money. I mean, my bank account just says it, right? My reality just says it. But what I and I meant it in the moment, but God understood one thing. He understood that I still didn't get it because I didn't go back. I needed to still trace. I, it needed to become real to me. I need to really had to sit with what I did. So when I looked at my financials today, I went through every single month. I went through all my statements for 2022. And I went and looked at how much money I spent each month. And I, I put that total for each month and then I added all 12 months up and it blew my mind. As I was just adding the months up to even see what I was spending a month, blew my mind. Like everyone, to, to look at it, to see it on paper, not to just assume it, imagine it, but I had to now see it. It was real. It's in my face. I'm looking at it. I'm studying it. I'm trying to wrap my mind around it like Janelle. Girl, that's what you did. That's what you did with the seed that God gave you. That's what you did with the blessing. Like, I got to look at me and I had to tell God, God, I, I can't blame my mom. I can't blame poverty, a poverty mindset. I can't, I can't blame, you know, poverty, generational patterns, cycles, curses, or whatever, because I was supposed to go and I was supposed to do what was required to manage the blessing. 
That was what I was supposed to do. So I couldn't blame God. I couldn't blame my family. I couldn't blame my upbringing. I couldn't blame anything other than me because I was supposed to invest in me because I knew when once I got the money and I really started living in the in in the midst of being in the blessing, I knew in the back of my mind, I didn't know what I was doing. But I was too prideful to really admit it. And then God in his gracious graciousness and mercy, he kept telling me last year, y'all, I promise you, Holy Spirit told me several times to start budgeting, start budgeting, like pay attention to your finances, get, get a hold of your finances, start budgeting, start budgeting, start budgeting. And I kept putting it off. I kept saying, okay, I'm gonna start next month. Okay, I'm gonna start tomorrow. Oh, I'm gonna start next week. Okay, then I would download a budget app. I was trying to, you know, act like I was gonna, you know, deal with it. But then over time, I just, you know, just stopped. I didn't even think about it no more. And then I said, okay, I was gonna start here and start there. I kept saying, I kept making every excuse in the book or kept keep saying, I'm gonna do it this time and do it next time. God was trying to help me. Because that's how sovereign he is. He did not want me to get to where I am today on these boards of broken pieces. And I'm wondering and trying to keep myself from falling apart every day because I'm like, okay, Lord, I need a blessing. I need a financial blessing when I really shouldn't need one because he set me up. He gave me a one up. He blessed me. I had lived in extreme poverty, but then he gave me an extreme blessing. And what I do, because I didn't go and apply, I didn't go do what was required. I didn't go. And, and take and, and get invest in myself to get the right knowledge to manage the blessing. That's like you you go to get a job and you get this job opportunity and they don't train you, right? But you you don't know you don't know how to function in this capacity at this company. Maybe you've done something similar. Maybe you have you know some type of experience. But every company run different, and so that's like. But they say, okay, here, here you got this executive executive position. Here you over all these employees. Here you have this, you know, this responsibility over these projects. Here, this is what your your these expectations of. This is what your deadlines is. This is this is like they telling you this is what you got to do, but they ain't gave you no training. So it was like. The Lord gave me, he gave me the blessing. It was my job to, to invest in, in me to get the knowledge or to at least pay somebody or hire somebody to help me. Because sometimes we just don't have that grace, right? And, and that's okay. But you still supposed to use wisdom, right? And so that's what God was telling me. He began to really just just to really just to put that in my spirit today that the how I got here, because he needed me to see how I got here. Because this time I never want to be in this place. I never want to look at my bank account and my bank account don't got enough to to, to pay for my bills. Or to, to, I don't want to have to tell my children no when they ask for five and ten and twenty dollars because I really don't have it. I don't want to have to be crying secretly, going to the park in my car crying because I don't want the kids to see me because I don't know how we gonna live. I don't know how I'm gonna pay the bills. I don't know how I'm gonna pay the rent. I don't know how we gonna get food. Like I don't want to live this life no more. But I had to really accept and face reality of how I got here, and once. The Lord led me to go through my finances today and I had to look at it. I had to write it down. I had to stomach it. I had to see it. It became real on a different level. 
And so sometimes we we don't be ready for what we're asking for. But it's, And so that's why it seems like maybe we be in seasons of delay. It don't be delay. It be God. Like he said, he said, he, he said he's not slow to act, right? He's not slow in coming, but he's, he's, re, he, you know, he's relenting, right? He is holding back so you're not destroyed. And so sometimes he, he's like, mm, I got to hold on to the promise a little longer, daughter, because you're not ready. Because if I give it to you, it's, you either going to destroy it or it's going to destroy you. And I'm a living witness. Even with a business, the Lord blessed me with a business. He told me to start a business. I have the resources to do it. I do it. I start it. You know, I get everything in motion. I get all of the foundation work done. I get all of the administration, um, administrative and operational stuff done. You know, I, I have a, a business attorney. You know, I'm getting things structured properly. I'm doing everything. You know, I've got my brand done. I pay somebody to do that. I got a website. I done did photo shoots. I done did, you know, products and just, I done did all, did all of this stuff, right? And, and guess what? I didn't even store that because here's another thing. Sometimes when God gives you the blessing too soon, you tend to get too lazy. And I realized that the reason why I haven't made no money in my business, like, let's be honest here. I just like to be honest, open and transparent because ain't nobody got time to be up here playing no games because I want to be free and I want you all to be free, right? The reason why I hadn't made no money in my business last year is not because my business is a it is not able to make money. It's not because, you know, I just tried my best and I just failed. It's because I did not put in the effort. That is the truth of the matter. I didn't put in the effort. Why? I was too comfortable. Because in my mind, it's like, hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it in obedience and I'm doing what the Lord told me to do with my business. However, I didn't have the grit and I didn't have the hustle and I didn't have the ambition and the drive because I was comfortable because I had money in the bank. So I was like, okay, I don't really, in my subconsciously, I didn't say it out loud, but subconsciously I'm like, hmm, I don't really got to, you know, do all this extra stuff. I don't really got to, I didn't tell people I had a business. Like most of the time people didn't even know I had a business. I actually have multiple businesses and I'm not saying that to brag. It's because God gave me what I needed. That's what it's to say. He gave me what I needed. He he did exceedingly and abundantly. Like he propelled me forward. I was weighing beneath and behind and 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 all of that. Like I said, but God he propelled me forward and yet and still with all that he gave me. I didn't do anything with it. So I have this these businesses that made no money simply because I didn't do the work. Simply because I didn't come up with a marketing plan. Uh, I didn't come up with a marketing strategy. Simply because I wasn't, like I said, I didn't have the ambition to drive. I didn't have a sense of urgency, right? It wasn't like my life depended on it. It wasn't like our finances depended on it because I knew, guess what? I got money in the bank, right? But today, I ain't singing that same tune, even though, yes, I'm wealthy, I'm rich, right? I'm a lender, never the borrower. There is no lack among me or my family, you know. Um, I'm prosperous because I'm a child of God. So I'm going to declare the word over my life. But however, the reality is, I'm not where I was at last year, just a year ago this time. And I should be. Because there was nothing in my lifestyle last year. 
to where I should have spent as much as money as I had. I, it ain't like I bought a house cash. Like if I really had something to show for where the money went, that would give me a little more solace. But because I'm like, yes, I did make some big purchases. Yes, I did do some very responsible things. Yes, I paid all of my bills on time. Yes, I had got debt free. Yes, you know, I ended up purchasing a car. Yes, I did, you know, I, I paid for my whole my tuition for school in full. Like I did, you know, I took care of a lot of business. Like, so don't get me wrong. I ain't trying to make it seem like I just squandered it all. However, I still was just very irresponsible and reckless. And what I should have listened to the whole Holy Spirit. When he was telling me to get a budget because had i did a budget budget last year this time when he started telling me i would still have money and if i would have real if it would have clicked in my mind because we go back to a poverty mindset because really what a poverty mindset is going to tell you is that one stream is enough i'll say that again what a poverty mindset is going to tell you is one stream is enough or this is just enough the amount of money i got was it a large amount of money yes was it enough money to live for a long time no unless i literally was still on public assistance and just didn't have really a lot of bills or a lot of responsibilities i wouldn't have been able to live the rest of my life ever but i could i maybe stretched it longer sure but should i at least still have money now yes we see, because with the poverty mindset, will it will deceive you. It will make you think that this is enough. And any when you have a a a, a um, abundance mindset, you understand that you need multiple streams of income because anything can happen to one stream. You can your business, you know, you can start losing money. You can you have to, you know, um, you. You have to downsize or maybe you, you know, you got to go bankrupt. Maybe someone tries to sue you, maybe anything, right? It could be a number of reasons. Maybe you, you just, you know, have just maybe a hard year, a couple hard years. You're just not making no money. You know, you in, you, you're in the black, you can't, you can't get, I mean, you in the red, you can't get into the black, whatever. And you know, that, that source can dry up. If you have a career, you can even be making six figures, but if that's all you have and then you lose that job, then that, then that's your income, right? Like, so it's like, it's just not wise to have one stream, no matter who you are. You don't even have to want to be a millionaire. You don't have to want to be rich, but just to be financially secure, you should not only have one stream of income, period. Nobody, nobody. And the fact of the matter is I had money, but I had no more money coming in and all money was doing was going out. So if I if, if that wasn't enough, that should have awakened me to the fact that, wait a minute, maybe I need to really go ahead and get, go hard in the paint on my business. Maybe I need to put everything I got into my business, like my life depends on it. Maybe I need to go ahead and, you know, invest in, you know, hire somebody to do mark my marketing or my social media managed content, you know, or whatever I needed to do because I had the resources to do it. Because if I didn't want to do those things, if I didn't have the time, right? If I wanted to just solely focus on coaching and teaching and um, mentoring, uh, well, coaching, teaching and speaking and stuff like that, then I should have hired somebody to do those other little, you know, administrative things or those other, you know, parts of the business that I didn't want to do. Because that's what a abundance mindset does. That's what wealthy people do. They buy their time back. Right. You pay people to do what they do so I can do more of what I do. Right. That's what I should have did because I would be in a way better position. And so I'm telling you all this because I know the Lord is really speaking to me that it's not just me. 
And again, it may your situation may not be money. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it was some other type of opportunity. Maybe it was being in leadership too soon. Maybe it was being married too soon. Maybe it was, you know, whatever, right? Whatever the thing is, God finally answered the prayer. He gave you the blessing, but you don't feel like or you know that you didn't steward it well. It's not all lost. If you take, yes, is it hard to be in this place? Absolutely. Is it is. Is it do I have a little did I have a little bit of embarrassment and shame? Sure. Have my faith been tried and tried and tried some more in this in these last few months? Absolutely. Have I felt like really just throwing in the towel? Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. You know, have I had days where I just cried, you know, and and pleaded with God? Have have I had all type of thoughts going through my mind of how I can get money and make money or what I can do, what I can sell, how I yes, all of the above. Have I been full of doubt and 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 yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have I had to really, really pull myself together in the midst of it all? Yes. Had to have, had I had to have I had to get to a place where I'm either going to trust God and believe His word is true, but in the same breath do my part, right? Yes, because at the end of the day, it wouldn't make no difference if God was to pour a million dollars in my bank account up until today. Had He did it any moment before today, I would probably have done the same thing. And I'm just being honest. If I never would really identify the root, if I never would get deliverance, if I never would be set free, if I never would renew my mind, if I never would get the reality of I got to invest in more financial education, financial literacy, I have to look at my finances. Come on, somebody sis. if you are avoiding your finances, sister, I just want to say we can be accountability partners. Let's do this together. You will never handle something you don't deal with, right? If you can't even deal with it, if you can't even look at it, you will never have control over something that you can't even face. Like we have a bad habit of compartmentalizing or avoiding or, you know, um, just ignoring things. Right. And just think they're going to go away. Your your finances are not just going to magically just start managing themselves like God isn't going to start magically or supernaturally because he don't dealing magic he's a supernatural god right um he he's in the he deal, he is a, a spirit god is spirit and so he's in the supernatural um he will he's not going to just supernaturally manage your finances for you like that is your responsibility now he'll bless you he'll give you abundance he'll open doors for you he'll put favor on you where money start flowing out of every which way but he's not going to do that a moment before he knows you're, you're ready to manage it. And the first thing you got to do is you got to stop being afraid to face your finances. So that is the first tip. You have to be, a, you have to stop being afraid like me. I, like I said, I avoided it. Like I didn't look at it. I wouldn't go through it. I wouldn't study it. I wouldn't, you know, nothing. I didn't keep track of it. Literally, I used to be swiping my debit card so crazy. Like, swipe all, and then when I would go on my mobile apps, I would look at my mobile app, you know, here and there, especially if I knew I was doing a lot of swiping, you know, swiper go swiping. Um, if I was doing a lot of that, which I did. Um, sometimes I would look at it because I just would say to myself, my God, I've been swiping my car so much. Um, but 
I just got into the habit of it, right? It wasn't nothing. Anywhere I went, anything I did, you know, it was nothing because I knew I had it. So I was just swipe, swipe, swipe. Didn't think twice. Didn't really. Yes, now I would think of like how much some cost was it reasonable and, you know, all that. But overall, I just was do, I would do nothing but swiping. But even then, I didn't really take a, a real good close look at what I was doing. I didn't really take the time to really examine it, right? I didn't stop in my tracks to kind of figure out, okay, like, wait, where am I headed? You know what I'm saying? I didn't do any of that. I just, like, I would notice it. It would be cognizant. Chase has a feature in their app where they tell you, it, the thing, the dang app tell you how much money you just spent for the month, you know, and it, it shows you a graph, it, you know, it kind of try to gives you your financial picture, right? And I, I stopped even looking at that at all um, because I just, I, I became avoidant. And that again, I would say would be a symptom of having a poverty mindset is if you just avoid your finances altogether, like you don't even want to deal with them. You don't even look at them. You just, whether you got a little or a lot, because if you can't manage a little, you can't manage a lot. That's the reality. We sometimes think it's the other way around. Like, oh, I'm going to know how to manage my finances when I get, when, you know, when I get, you know, more money. No, sis, no, bruh, you're not. I'm a, again, living witness. I didn't manage the little bit of money I had when I only had a little bit. And so I didn't manage my lot of it. Okay. I didn't. And so it's not going to just happen. You, you gotta actually, you know, be, you, you have to, you have to deal with it. You have to look at it. You, you have to get involved, right? You have to be, start getting in a relationship with your finances. Um, it's like your finances are important. It's an important aspect of your life. Like in, in this country, in most places, you need currency, right? You need a form of some currency to exchange, you know, to be able to deal in goods and services, to be able to pay your bills and make ends meet and take care of yourself and your family and do all the things you do. You need currency. And so the thing is not to avoid it or not to run from it, but to embrace it, learn and dive into and learn everything you can about it learn how to budget why to budget the different types of budget learn about an emergency fund learn about a pension a 401k roth ira you know learn about you know these different investment vehicles learn about stocks and you know mutual funds and bonds and annuities you know learn about you know whole life or cash value policies and term life policies because all of these learn about the you know assets and you know and what asset allocation is and you know what is a liability versus um, you know, what is that, um, you know, asset and, you know, all of these things and what is depreciation, what is equity, what is appreciation, learn these things. You don't have to be a financial analysis. You don't have to be a financial advise, advisor. You don't have to be an accountant or a CPA to learn about your money. You want to learn about your money because you need money to, to live, right? So this is not an area that you should just like me be so lackadaisical about right and just assume every you're just gonna one day wake up and just know all these things if you've never been taught if you've never been exposed to it that's why the bible says um it says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge a lot of times we're in situations we're in because we lack knowledge and so again it's not all lost god will give you another opportunity and sometimes the opportunity may be different or you know it may just you know in that 
may not never come around. That's totally up to God. I don't know. But he's good. He's merciful and he's sovereign. And he's not withholding blessings from us. He's not withholding his promises. But he is trying to help us and protect us, especially when he know us better than we know ourselves because he knew us before he formed us. And he know when we're not ready, even when we say it out of our mouth and we may even mean it in our heart, but when we're not ready because we haven't done the work. God is looking at your actions. It's like he don't your lip service don't move him if there is no action behind it. That's why faith without works is dead. You can say all day, God, I would never do this again. Or I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But if you're not putting the works behind it, the actions behind it, nine out of 10, not because it's not truly your heart's desire to do those things, but because you lack the ability, right? So number one, you want to deal with it, face them, look at them, begin to get familiar with your finances, go to the bank, sit with a banker, ask questions. You know, there's a lot of free knowledge. You could probably find all kinds of YouTube videos these days. You could probably find articles. You could probably get an ebook, a book. You could, you know, somebody, you know, probably do a live or, you know, some kind of class. There's all kinds of ways that you can get some financial, you know, knowledge a lot of times for free. For free and and you want to begin to educate yourself right and then um number two is you really want to examine yourself do a self-examination right you need to really be honest with yourself about where you are you know if where you are mentally where you are you know emotionally where you are spiritually right um because that is your your emotional spiritual and fight and and um, mental health is really going to attribute to you know how well you do in these different areas whether it's finances or whether it's relational or whether it's in your career or whether it's in leadership or whatever it is those things are going to contribute right so if you're if you're not healthy in those areas you may not be healthy in these areas over here so you really want to figure yourself out and be honest where you at i had to be honest with myself is i did i wasn't as knowledgeable with my finances or as capable to manage my finances as i thought i was i wasn't ready for the blessing at like i thought i was i wasn't able to manage the abundance, like I thought I was. Why? Because I didn't deal with the poverty mindset I had. I did not unlearn and then relearn and renew my mind with the right information and the right knowledge so then I could have the right power, right? Because knowledge is only power when you do something with it. You can have a lot of information, but if you don't, if you can have a lot of, you know, knowledge, but it's just information if you don't do nothing with it, right? And so again, I had to do some self-examination. I had to figure out what's going on with me. Yeah, there's some generational and some spiritual components to you know my situation um, in poverty, but again, you have the power. You can go to God. You can pray. You can fast. You know, you can go seek out deliverance. You know, you can renounce and denounce and Holy Spirit will lead you. If you begin to seek God, like, is there something in my bloodline? Is there, you know, something holding me back in this area? Is there something preventing me, you know, hindering me, limiting me, whatever? God will tell you, he'll reveal to you and, and he'll begin to show you what you need to do to, you know, to break that off of your life. So I would say number two is you need to just examine yourself and be honest with you. You don't have to get up and do a public podcast like myself and that's okay but be honest with you so you can then begin to grow right and you can begin to, and god can begin to equip you so you are able to receive and maintain the blessing um and number three i would say is you want to trace right you want to figure out how you got there how did you get there like if 
I'm looking over at the paper right now, y'all, and it's just a sin and a shame. I ain't even going to lie to you. I'm not going to hold you. For real. It's a sin and a shame. When I look at the amount of money I spent each month, I'm, I was spending like, like I know what my bills come up to a month now because I started at a budget. It's funny how the thing that God told me to do last year, I bet I do it now because <laughs> I ain't got all that now. I ain't got it all now, so I ain't got no choice because I got to figure out how do I take the, you know, what I got and multiply it and make it stretch, right? That's what this type of stuff will do to you, but it's going to work out for my good, amen? So I know what my bills cost me a month, generally, like the, the those those fixed bills and even, you know, the variable bills, right? See, and again, you want to understand what that even means. Um, and so when I look at what I was spending last year a month, I was spending double every month. Hear me and hear me well. Every single month last year, I spent double and a little more than double of what it cost me to live every single month for 12 months straight. On what you may ask, only God knows. <laughs> but no, it's serious. It's not a laughing matter. So again, I had to really sit in that and I'm still sitting in it and I'm still processing, right? And I'm still coming to terms and I'm still wrapping my mind around this foolery. Like, girl, what was you thinking? You have children. Like, it's not just me. I got children. Like, what was I thinking? Why was I not concerned about their future? Our future, you know, like, but again, um, it yes, it's poor choices. Yes. But it's also, again, because I just didn't have the mindset and the proper mindset. Right. So, again, I had to go back and trace and I had to get to a place where I was not afraid to go back and do that because you might again, sometimes you might uncover something that, you know, will be a shock or that will be disheartening um, because for me, this is disheartening news. You know, it was a disheartening, disheartening discovery for me today to really have to sit down and really go through my my financials to really see how I got myself in this in this situation on these boards and broken pieces. But like I started off the podcast saying, and I want to end it in the same way that sometimes we just don't need that big old ship that we think we need to get to the destination. And, and, and maybe initially we didn't need it, right? Maybe again, God gave me what I needed, but even in the midst of me crashing and burning and ending up on broken pieces, God is still a God who can get me to where he always intended me to be on broken pieces. And I want to leave you with that, sis, brother, if you are on boards and broken pieces, if you didn't get it right the first time, if you got it and squandered it, if you mismanaged it, if you didn't store it well, you know, on it, we can say all of the things, just know that we serve a God who is able to redeem anything. He can redeem time. He can redeem money. He can redeem an opportunity. He can redeem whatever. And even if you only got a little even if you like the widow with a little bit of oil or you or you like the other widow that widows mites and Jesus said you see the widow this woman has given more than everybody because she gave all she had out the little she had her offering was better 
her off that ooh, see that's ministering to me right now even i hope it's ministering to you you may feel like what you have is insignificant because it's only a little bit maybe you only can tithe a couple dollars you, you ain't at 10 percent yet maybe you know you want to give more you want to sow more maybe you know you want to do more you know whatever but you feel like it's insignificant because what you do is only a little bit let me tell you god don't look at it like that the way he the way he views your offering what you do what you give even out of your little, what you're doing in your little is really a lot to God because it's easy to give when you got an abundance. It's really hard to give when you only got a little. It's hard when you really need it yourself, but you but you you feel the Lord tell you to give it to that person. It's hard, right? It's hard to serve other people and to do and to keep showing up when your life falling apart, when you go home crying at night, when you're crying yourself to sleep, you know, when your relationship has is falling apart and your marriage is falling apart your children are acting you know acting out and you know you're in a position where you having to move out your house and you can't pay your bills or whatever you the crisis you might have in the moment and but you still show up you still show up to work you still be have a good attitude you still do your job you still show up for church you still serve you still show up for your community you still show up for your family like listen god honors that it's not small to him because it takes a lot more strength to do those type of things when you're in a crisis than it does when your everything is going well. We all can show up with a smile on our face. We all can rejoice and be full of faith and belief. We all can be happy and you know all of these things with all is well. But can't what when your life is really just in shambles and all things are coming at you at one time and you still showing up and you still kind and nobody has no idea what you're going through because you don't wear it on your shoulder because you don't wear it on your face because you still smiling you still look good you still do your hair you still put your makeup on you still make sure you smell good why because you don't have to look like what you've been through or what you're going through because god he will make it to where you come out the fire but you don't smell like smoke so i pray that that bless somebody god all you sometimes all god wants you to have is that little bit because once he bless you again or once he do this this miracle that though everybody gonna know it had to be god everybody's gonna know and so i just am so excited for what god is gonna do for me but also what he's gonna do for you all because he had me get up here and to tell my whole business amen right this part of my life that i just wanted to keep like I said, I just kind of wanted to keep this part to myself because I'm still in the midst of it, right? I'm in it right now. So it's not like it's something I'm past and I'm in a different place. I'm in this place right now and I'm still processing and I'm still dealing and I'm still, you know, just, you know, faith in it really. And, and I'm still, you know, just trusting God day by day and dealing with my moments. I had a moment this morning where I was, you know, discouraged and frustrated and upset. So I'm like, Lord, where are you? I need you. You see my situation like this ain't a want this is a need like what are we gonna do you know on and on and on and so it's not always easy to talk about something that's very sensitive and when you're in it right but but God, only he can. So I pray that it blessed you. Even on boards and broken pieces, you still can get to that destination. That's all God needs is a board and a broken piece sometimes. You know, again, I think about you know, Gideon, where he started out with 22,000 and God just kept, you know, saying, no, nah, that's too much. No, nah, that's too much. Cause if you see, cause if I let you, if I let y'all go to war with all these people, y'all gonna think it was y'all. That's why you won. So mm -mm, that's too many. That's too many. He had to get them down to where it was, where it just was 
seemed it just was unrealistic. Three hundred, and he was he was they were coming up against a vast army, right? They wasn't coming up against another three hundred. They was coming up against probably three hundred thousand. You know, I don't know the exact number, but it was a lot, well a very large number, and so it was unrealistic. It was illogical. It made no sense. But again, that's where God thrived. That's where He, you know, really chose Himself strong and mighty. Is when every the odds are stacked against you, where it doesn't look like you're ever gonna get out, or it's not gonna work, you know, or where it seems impossible. That's where God gets to show up and show off. And so I pray that you're encouraged. I'm encouraged because I believe God is about to do something amazing if we are prepared. Again, you don't want to not be prepared because you will miss it. Um, sometimes we do miss it because we're just not ready and God will prefer for us to just to not be destroyed, right? He'll prefer for us to be in a place where he can still, you know, work with us versus something taking our heart from him or destroying us. So um, God is good. He is gracious. He is kind of wonderful. And so I just want to pray the priestly blessing over you all. I pray the Lord blesses you and keeps you. I pray that the Lord makes his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you, and grant you his peace. Um, I just declare blessings on your life. I pray that you take the tips. Again, you want to um, you want to examine yourself. That was tip two. And um, tip three, you want to trace. And um, tip um, number one, I don't know why I just lost my train of thought. It's like you have to face the situation, right? You can't be afraid. You can't avoid it, right? So yeah, tip one is you can't avoid, you got to face it. Tip two um, is you have to um, examine yourself and an example, you know, and examine, you know, your lifestyle or your behaviors, you know, all of those things. And tip three is you have to trace, you got to get back to, you got to get to the room. You got to really figure out how you got yourself in that, in that place. And then from there, you have to unlearn and relearn, right? Whatever the mindset, behavior, the teaching, ideology, thought pattern, whatever it is that you had that is not um, conducive um, to to where it is you need to go you need to unlearn and you need to relearn you need to fill yourself up with whatever the you know right knowledge the right um way of you know doing things or whatever that is so that you're able to be um successful and what and, and manage and not just receive but maintain what god has given you like again like myself you don't want to be like me so if you never went through something like that please learn from my mistake and just constantly you know allow god to renew you and just you do your part Allow God to just pour into you to, to lead and guide and direct you to what it is he's trying to show you or teach you or give you in that moment because he knows, right? God knows all things. And so trust him. Trust him even when you don't understand it. Trust him when it doesn't make sense. And then again, you got to just be committed to doing what's required. You got to do your part, whatever it is for whatever God is taking you, whatever he's wanting to give you, bless you with. You have to, you have to prepare yourself for it. God's not, it's not going to just magically happen, right? You got to be willing to do the work because faith without works is dead. So, even, but even with all that, you know that you still can get to wherever God is going to bring you to on boards and broken pieces. It doesn't matter. God is a great God and all he needs is a peace. You know, he don't need all that. that be man. He, he, all he need is you. He just needs you to be willing and obedient. So I'm just excited for what he's going to do. I thank you for um, listening to this week's episode of the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. And today's episode, Boards and Broken Pieces. As always, your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.